You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. meaning of thirst is to be dry. When you're dry, you're lacking something essential and significant. When you're thirsty, you're in need of something. It's important that you get what you do not have as soon as you can. You just need it. To thirst is also to have a strong desire for a particular thing and a person. You just strongly desire for something to take place. And before I go any further, I just wonder, have you ever been thirsty before? Have you ever wanted something to the point to where you, you just were willing to just sacrifice this, that, or the other in order to, to get it? Now, you have to be careful with your thirst because sometimes you can have a craving for something that you shouldn't desire. I guess I'm the only one that's been on that side. I wanted what I didn't need. My flesh was telling me I needed. My, my flesh was thirsty, but I didn't need that. You ever wanted something you didn't need? And even though you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you, you still desired it. So you say, well, I'm just going to pray about it. And I'm going to just, and, and when you pray, you still got a thirst. When you find yourself in such a place, the, the Bible tells us to put our flesh under subjection. Sometimes you have to fight yourself in order not to engage in what you're craving for. You have to fight yourself. That's the reason I tell folk that, that often our worst enemy is not the devil, it's ourself. I have the testimony that, that there have been times that, that I have messed up myself. 
Not my brother that messed me up. Not my sister that messed me up. Not a demon that messed me up. It was me. Holy Spirit say, sit right here for a few more seconds. Hey, somebody, you ever messed up yourself? And, and some folks have messed up themselves and never recovered. But aren't you glad you recovered? You messed yourself up. But because of God's help, you came out of your situation. We got to give our God the praise for bringing us out of a situation where we mess up ourselves. You told me not to marry him, Lord. I married him anyhow. It wasn't nobody's fault, but, but God had mercy and brought you. You have to be careful because if you're a thirsty and you don't address or deal with your thirst, it can cause you to faint. Let, let, let's go to the scripture on this. Let's go to the book of uh, Amos. Let's go to the book of Amos, chapter 8. Amos, chapter 8. And, and sometimes for me, it's, it's, it's hard to get to Amos. I'm going to try to get there without going to the table of contents. But if you can't get there, because I'm already there, uh, just break down and go to the table of contents. Woo, Amos 8 and 13. Notice the wording carefully. Amos 8 and 13. In that day, the fair virgins and... Strong young men shall faint. Notice from thirst. What, what I want you to understand, you can be fair or strong, but if you're thirsty, you'll faint. You'll lose heart. You will give up in the midst of warfare. You'll throw in the towel, you'll, you'll quit. You can be battling something in your body, but if you don't address the thirst, you'll faint. You will allow the thing that's trying to take you out to get the victory. So you have to address your thirst. You can't ignore your thirst. E even literally, if, if you're out in the sun working and your body keep telling you, I need some water. And you keep saying to yourself, I'm going to get some after I do such and such. You will fall out in the yard. You have to address your thirst. 
And so, in Psalm 51 and 10, David knew that he was thirsty. And his thirst had to do with him needing a clean heart. I need a clean heart. I keep having these impure thoughts. I'm saved, but I keep thinking about stuff, folk. I have no business thinking about. I'm allowing stuff to get to me that 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 shouldn't be able to to get to me. Normally, when somebody says something like she said, I, I just let it roll off. It don't, it don't, but, but this thing has been bothering me for days. You, you ever ask yourself, why in the world am I letting what she said or he said bother me like it's bothering me? Man, that shouldn't. Is when you know right from wrong. But because wrong is so enticing. You've been choosing it. Instead of right. Say to your neighbor. And when you do such things. Your heart has been tainted. Some dirt, some some filth. Has got in your heart. You shouldn't have allowed your sister to get to you. To the point to where you cussed her out. And you know when, when, when you said it. The first thing that came to her. She a minister? You call yourself a minister? And you just cuss me out? Don't the Bible say that, that, that blessings and curses shouldn't come out the same mouth? Minister? A sinner pulls scripture on you when you when you get to doing something you ain't got no business doing or saying something you ain't got no business saying.
And when you recognize that, that your thinking is off, you're, you're saying things that you shouldn't say. You are allowing things to get the best of you. It's time to do something in reference to your heart. got to get my mind together. Ooh, I got to get my mind together. Whoa. Rubbing it won't help. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing mine, but rubbing, rubbing, just, rubbing just won't help. It won't help. Rubbing my head, but that just ain't going to help. Maybe if I read a book, reading a book, it, it might soothe it for a minute, but that, that just ain't going to Calls you to get the deliverance that you need. And, and, and sometimes your, your thinking can be so off and you try to fix it on your own. It's just beyond you. And that's what David recognized. David recognized that, that he needed his heart to be clean. But in order for it to be cleaned the right way, it had to be divinely done. And so he just goes before God thirsty and says, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Lord, I, I, I know I'm your king. I know I'm your servant. But my heart done got filthy. My heart done got dirty, Lord. I, and, and Lord, I, I, I can't go to the priest with this right here. I can't go to the prophet with this right I need you. I need you. Now, now, what amazes me is that David felt like the, the only solution for his heart was for God to create a clean one. Wanted God to step in as creator, a maker, and fix what he had messed up. I said he wanted God to fix what he had messed up. Oh, it don't look like that because God fixed us when we were all jacked up. <laughs> oh, look at somebody and say, I got to throw my hands up. Because <laughs> God fixed me when I was all messed up. Paul so understood it to where he penned in 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have passed away. Then he said, look, everything is new. Can you imagine Paul going before folk? He, he had killed their loved ones, had persecuted their loved ones. Hey! I'm different now. God done clean me up. I wasn't on your side, but now I'm on the Christian side. Won't God clean you up? 
Remember you used to talk about folk that were sanctified. Talked about folk that danced in church. Talked about folk that believed in faith. Believed in living according to the written and revealed word. In God. Got a hold of you. Clean you up from the flow up and you ain't been the same since. And see, David knew that God could do exactly what he was pleading with him to do. There's nothing too hard for God. I said, there's nothing too hard for God. I, I don't know why we, we be tripping when, when folks give up on us. Or when folks say we can't have this, that, or the other. When folk tell you stuff like that, you, you ought to just smile because in your mind should be, hey, I, I know you can't do everything anyway, but the one I serve. He put on the table years ago, is there anything too hard for me? And it's still on the table. God is still doing the impossible. I like how Jesus said, Jesus said, with men, this is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Look at yourself. Folk would have said years ago, it's impossible for that girl to get right. Ain't no way he going to get himself together. Man, Bray a lost case. But God said, I'll clean you up, Bray. I'll fix you, Thomas. I'll turn you completely around. All you have to do is trust me. God works on hard cases. God will turn folk around who you or who folks say can't be turned around. Put that hand up if you are living testimony. It's amazing what we used to be until God created us anew. It's amazing what used to come out of our mouth that God caused to cease. Some of us, you couldn't, you couldn't stop yourself from cursing, but then God came in and he touched your tongue and you had other words you used to say since. How many, how many folk in here? Put up your hand and let folks see you with your pretty self. Cause folk I, in, in, in a minute and now look how beautiful you are. Now look how wonderful you are. Look at what God created. You got a mirror with you. I wish you had a, a mirror. Not no tiny mirror. A full length mirror so you could see for yourself. How God changed you for the better. You should never hesitate when somebody asks you if you believe in miracles. You should swiftly say, yeah, I believe in them because I'm one from my crown to the sole of my feet. God has made me new. Created me, Lord. Clean heart. Lord, I 
I'm cursed right now, but I need you to bless me again. It ain't working for me right now, God, but if you just touch me, if you just do it for me, I'll be blessed again. Whatever God creates, he blesses. Oh, say that to somebody, whatever God creates. He blesses. I was born in sin, but then God created me or made me a new creature, and he plays his blessings upon me. I've been blessed every second. Oh, let me show you some Bible, though. Lord, help us. Let's go to Genesis 5. Genesis 5, notice. You will not have to go to the table of contents to find Genesis. First book of the Bible. But notice Genesis 5, we'll start at verse 1. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam in the day that God did what? Created man. He made him in the likeness of God. Verse 2. He created them male and and blessed them. Whatever he creates, he blesses. Even before Lucifer chose to become evil, God blessed Whatever he creates, he blesses. And see, David wanted God to create because he knew instead of being in a place of blessings, he was in a cursed place. Man, I don't ever want to be cursed. Again, don't ever want to be to the point to where I'm, I'm, I'm thirsting for that which kills me. Wages of sin is death. I don't want to be thirsting for something that's going to destroy my mind. That's going to destroy my lifestyle. David knew his heart was tainted. Knew the blessings of God were not as they should be in his life because of his tainted heart. Your name is not David. Your name may be Mary Sue. Or Silly May. But if your heart is tainted and you know you're not receiving the blessings of God in the manner that you should, the text specifically is speaking to you. You can try to hide it. But sooner or later, it'll 
manifest. You, you can't say hallelujah in a real way when you're cursed. You can't expect God to do better and better when you know your heart is tainted. You're not looking for the good measure, the press down, shaking together and the running over as others look for it because your heart is, is tainted. You want it, but you know you got to get fixed. You got to get clean before he releases it into your life. Because everything he creates, he blesses. He blesses. Even when you go back to Genesis chapter 1, it talks about how for six days God created this, that, and the other. And then he looked at it and said, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Good equates bless. Everything he touches, everything he creates, he blesses. Every season he creates, he blesses. Nothing can stop his blessings. His blessings are designed to make us rich. He creates them that that way. In a pandemic, better, bigger, good, and happy. Pandemic could not stop. Better, bigger, good, and happy from happening. Why? God created it for his children. But there are some who have attained it. They are still looking for. here right now but if you're tainted you're not filling it or seeing it or receiving it in the manner that you you should got to go further let's go to Psalm 148 y'all stay with me And, and you can try to camouflage or fake it well, God has blessed me. You know God ain't blessing you with that tainted heart. You trying to create something to say is God, but that, that ain't. Woo! Get back to the scripture. Psalm 148. Lord have mercy. Y'all, y'all ready? Consider verse 5. Psalm 148, verse 5. And notice the word in carefully as I read. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he, or God, noted, commanded, and they were what? God commanded, or he ordered, for something to happen, and it happened. Whatever he commands happens. Genesis 1, let that be like. 
Boom. Light. Let the sea bring forth living creatures. Boom. Here come fish. Turtle. Snake. Why? Because God created it with his mouth. Say it. Let it be. And it Everything he commands or orders is going to happen. Not on our timetable, on his timetable. He, he's still doing the same thing that he did in Genesis. Now, he don't have to create light no more because once he created it, it was there. But he can order up for you what you need. David needed a clean heart. You may not need a clean heart. You may not need him to create you a clean heart. You may need for him to create you a business, a job, or something else. God has proven to create various things. You can't put God in no box and say he only can create this, that, or the other. No, God can create whatever he desires to create. Well, my doctor said that. Well, I don't care what your doctor said. If your doctor is in the word and knows the word, your doctor should be telling you, I can't do this, but God can create it. God can do anything, save, fail. By show of hands over here, how many believe that? What about the milk? Some of y'all ain't putting your hands up. What about over here? And those of you that's not putting up your hands, you need to get in your word. You need to look at folk that God has redeemed or saved and recognize God can do anything, save, fail. And folk, if you real God, show me. He's been showing you. He's been showing you. Had this boy that, that we grew up with, I said, you know what? I'm, I just wonder about God. If he real, I just want him to show me. So I said, man, look at me. I said, you remember how we used to get high, drunk? You remember how we used to do this, that, and the other? Look at me. Do you think I did this on my own? I ain't never thought about it like that, Bear. I said, well, you should. How I many know what I'm saying? God is a miracle worker. And you don't have to look any further than in the mirror or at the person Beside you, behind you, or in front of you. Don't ever allow the enemy to trick you into thinking that God can't create. Or he has stopped creating. God can create for you what you need. You got to be like David. You have to recognize when it comes to your life what it is you need God to create. Then you have to be like David and go before God thirsty. Letting him know, Lord, I need this. I need you to do this for me, Lord. How many are understanding? He commanded and they were created. He's still creator. Let me give you a scripture to back that up. Malachi 3 and 6, God changes not. He didn't change. Well, you know, I know God, he created some stuff in the beginning, but after them six days, he stopped. No, he rested. 
he didn't stop. He, he rested. And, and it's clear, he rested on the seventh day. Letting us know that we need to rest. Some folks never rest. But he didn't stop. You know, he, he stopped out. He, he was done. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He kept farming. Kept doing impossible things. Amen? Amen. He, 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 created, he created something for Moses. Moses got to the water and, and didn't have no boat to go across. And even if he had a boat, he didn't, he didn't have a boat big enough for a million folk to get in. You ever seen a boat big enough for a million folk to get in? Moses didn't either. He, hey, we ain't got no boat. You want me just, what you want me to do? Don't worry, I'm creator Moses. Take that stick you got and just hold it up and watch me work. God will take simple things and blow your mind. Woo! Moses lifted up the stick and all of a sudden, God created dry land. Told water, get back. Told mud and everything else, become dry so my folk can walk across. And, and get this, the Bible said, and they walk across on dry land. Wasn't muddy. All that water. But God so cared about his folk that he took the moisture of the wet out of the dirt so they wouldn't get their shoes dirty if they went, as they went across. Look at somebody and tell them real quick. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do us like Jesus. Look at one more person. Tell, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do us like. Oh, I done got happy. You better tell one more person. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do us. going to create something for somebody or for a number of folk that are receiving this word today. Don't worry about them saying no. Don't worry about them saying it ain't no way. God going to show up and show out for you. You know why? Because can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do us like Jesus. All right, sit down. And so, we have to understand that God is still the maker, our creator of everything. I'm not going to John 1. But I love how John, John said it. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Everything that was made was made by him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. John understood that whatever you're looking at, the butterfly, he made it. The bee, he made it.
And don't ever want to be somebody else because they're saying that you despise what God made. You're short, be happy. Tall, be happy. Brown, black, white, whatever, be happy. That's who God made you. Don't ever feel bad about who you are. Other than that junk you put on. Woo, won't we put on some junk to mess up what God created? But I'm not going now. But always love yourself because you are a creation of God. I wish my nose. Yeah, hey. If that's the nose God created, give him the praise. Give him the praise. Thank him for it. Create in me. David needed a change to take place on the inside. Create in me a clean heart. It's the heart, Lord. <laughs> it's this heart that, that just, I need to be new on the inside of me. And, and, and see, whenever you plead to God for change, there are going to be some requirements. I said, there are going to be some requirements. Because if you want God to do something, he, he, he want to see if your thirst for the thing you're asking for is legit. I need to play with God. If, if you're going to ask him to do it, let him know you're real, you're authentic, you're bona fide. Not perfect, but you want it for real. And he'll create something for you. Lord have mercy. I'm getting ready to close, but let's go to 1 John. Lord have mercy. Let's go to 1 John. Lord have mercy. Y'all still all right? I feel pretty good myself. Notice 1 John 1 and 9. David wanted a clean heart. But again, there are requirements. 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Woo, I love how it ends. David wanted to be clean. If we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to 
cleanse us from what? I'll get that heart right for you, David. Oh, Walker, you need it too? I'll get it for you, Walker. It wasn't just a David thing, Walker. I, I can do that same thing for you. I was wondering when you were going to ask me to clean it. You've been, you've been staying up night after night worrying about something you ain't got no business worrying about. Let me clean that heart for you. You got to confess it. But when you confess, we know biblically you have to be real with God. Don't go to God religious. Don't, don't go to God acting like you all. I was hoping you was going to finish that. We just have to be real with him. You agree? Lord have mercy. I need to show you something. I got to find it. I got to find it. Lord have mercy. I got to find what I want to show you. Do Jesus. <laughs> Say it one more time. Give to him, Lord. And what preachers say? Do Jesus. <laughs> Matthew 8. Matthew 8. A cleansing is what David wanted. Create in me a clean heart. Matthew 8. We'll start at verse 1. When he or Jesus had come down from the mountain, great multitudes Follow him. Whole lot of folk following him. But notice this. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Folk were scared of lepers. And there was a whole lot of folk were following Jesus. And probably when they saw that leper, oh, hey, look. Let's just stop right here until he go on. It, it, it's amazing how folk will... Follow Jesus until certain things happen. It's amazing how folk will follow Jesus until they get fearful of something. Dedicated to God, but here come COVID. You know I love you, Jesus. But I'm going to stay right here until this hope. But he said that was going to happen. So why are you fearful? He said he's going to take care of you, so why are you? He even had to ask his disciples one time, why are you so fearful? Why didn't you believe? But notice they, they were following him, but then here come this leper. And again, when folk, because lepers were told to tell folk, unclean, unclean, I am unclean. And folk would move back. But a lot of times lepers didn't have to say nothing because folk would automatically stop because lepers had to dress a certain way. When you follow Jesus, it shouldn't be anything 
that causes you to respect it more than you respect him. But anyway, that's another subject. Let's go on with, it, with this text. When he had come down from the mountains, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper claimed and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He knew he could do it. I love this leper. The leper, the leper hey, I know you can do it now. So you know what? If you will it. We, we would say it like this in the country. Hey, uh, Jesus, if you have the time, <laughs> you can fix me up today if you have, you, you got time. Now, I don't want to rush you now. If you got something to do, it, come back. But if you got the time. But notice this. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, keep in mind, before I go further, Jesus Christ is saying, Yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and 8. Notice this, verse 3. Then Jesus put out his hand. Notice this. Wasn't afraid to touch what others were afraid to touch. Folks, folks were like, if we touch that leper or his clothes, we're going to become a leper. But notice Jesus. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. But, but the thing I want you to see is it could have been a person that had another issue. But the thing that you need to get from the text is that he is willing to do what you have faith in him to do. See, the leper had faith. He, he just believed he could do it. If you're willing, you can cleanse me. He knew he could do it. And guess what? If you have faith and believe that God would do what you need him to do, he'll do it. I said he will do it. If you're willing, you can what? Cleanse me. I'm willing. Boom. He said about one person that so believed him, it, it was a time to where um, Jesus, this man said, look, can you get him to come and, and uh, heal my servant, so forth and so on. But then, so they went and got him, and then finally some things went on, and so the man eventually told Jesus, he said, look, he's just telling him, he said, look, ain't no need in him coming, just telling him to speak the word only. And it'll be done. He ain't got to come. Tell him, no, tell him, don't even worry about it. He ain't got to come. Just speak the word only. And it'll be done. And when Jesus heard that, he said, oh, Jesus, I ain't heard of this type of faith. He wants us to be to the point to where we can just trust his word. To do what needs to be done. You believe that? Because yes. there's power in the word. There's power in the word to the point to where David asked God to cleanse him. But God, in the New Testament, let his disciples know that when the word is spoken, 
it cleanses. I'm closing with this. You ain't got it by now, you ain't going to get it. But let's go to John 15 to prove my point. Because some of y'all eyes buck when I said that. You know what a bucket eye is? When that eye go from that size to that side, that's what you call a bucket eye. I seen bucket eyes from right to left. But notice John 15. I'm thinking it's John 15. Lord have mercy. John 15. I just want to read verse, verse 3. This is what Jesus said. You are already, help me, because of what? Which I have what? All you got to do is just abide in it. He goes on to say just abide it. He said, I done spoke it. See when, see, when God releases a word, that word is going to do for you what needs to be done. All you have to do is abide in it. When he speak a word, better is here and better is coming. All you have to do is allow that word to cleanse your heart, get in there and stay there. Because see, after, after God did for David what David asked and understood the power of the word, you know what David penned? Thy word have I hid in my heart. Why, David? That I might not sin. I don't want my heart to get back dirty. So I'm going to hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm done.